podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take, Take what, what you, you like, like and, and leave, leave the, the rest. rest. Like, we're not kidding, y'all. Take what you like and leave the rest. It's not... Don't hold on to that stuff. Don't do it. Am I on? Am I live? Is it live? Oh my god, I got Melissa Ray Crispell and Darlene and Debbie Cordell and Travis Looney. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited. My And I didn't put on the graphic, the infographic, but we have a special guest today, too, because we're Hello. dapping. We're dapping into... Uh, Oh, there it is. Life. There's where what? Oh, where it you. switched over? There's me? Yeah. There I am. There you are. There I am. <sighs> oh, so, Danielle. Hola. Hey. Hola. It's been a minute. I know. I'm glad you're here with me. Sure. Okay, so, um, I'm going to just monologue it for a minute because there's been a lot. This is a, It's been a busy week for me. Yeah. Um, you don't adjust your phone screen because I am in tank top because it is 75 degrees in I San know. Diego today. And it off. feels amazing. Take your clothes off. Take I'm going to take my clothes off. off. Well, my clothes are off as much as they're going to be off for now. Yeah. Um, anywho, so um, I, I, we're going to give permission to shut up, a.k.a. turn off the brain and dance. Um, this, is gonna, this is a year for me that uh, the past couple years I've been absorbing and absorbing and absorbing and absorbing. And Travis, you know this um, from our journey. And there's a, there's a space in between what I've learned and putting that knowledge into action and making it experience. Um, you know, I've been a sideline liver my, most of my life. Um, it's safer that way. It is. Safety, feeling unsafe has been a huge part of my life, um, which is actually part of one of the aha moments I'm going to share with you all today uh, in regards to trauma. Um, and I kind of got a different view of what that, that word's a very, it's like a trigger word. It's like, oh my God, trauma, like, uh, but it, I got to take a different look at it this past week um, working with one of my friends. So, um yeah so welcome thank you oh, and of course any of that however you feel inspired to share parts of your story as well danielle yeah please feel free please no feel free. i love it and you know what i i like we were talking a little bit off air but you just mentioned it again is that um feeling comfortable because that's where i get i'm like i get in a spot of i want to be doing more you know i want to do this i want to do that and it's like I have a lot of ideas and i was actually just talking to a good friend of mine when i went up to orange county recently um Last week. No. Yeah, this week. And I uh, ran into a successful business guy, friend of mine, and he was making some comments about, like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? You're at this point where you should be, you know, loving your life and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I do. There's a lot of really amazing things that are going on. But, like, is it – am I at my full potential? No, not at all. 
Um, is there more I want to do? Absolutely. But what, you know, and it, and it was like, and I remember he said something like, well, why don't you just stop worrying about what you're doing and just start doing something, you know, stop worrying about where you're going to end up and just do something that, uh, brings joy to your life, something that's challenging, something. And I'm like, yeah, but what is that thing? And I guess this, the whole summary that I got of everything was that after some time, my life became stagnant and became comfortable. It became everything that I wanted out of, life after a super crazy early adult life. And I thought, well, this, you know, it's, it's good. It's stable. It's whatever. But, um, and I'm super appreciative for it, but at some point I'm like, all right, what else, what's next? Do you know, like what, and I don't mean like quitting my job or anything like that. I just mean like adding to it. What am I going to do when I get home? Am I going to, you know, I I love writing. Why am I not writing right now? You know, things like that. It's like, well, What am I afraid of? Right? Yeah, and that's 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 the question. What am I afraid of? Um, and so I want 2019 to be turning off my brain about thinking what I'm afraid of. Hey, Sydney, and um, and experiencing those things and getting out and shaking hands with what I'm afraid of, and then discovering if it's something for me or not. It's okay mm-hmm. that it's not mm-hmm. for me, um, but it's also extra okay if it is. It's something that I'm in, could possibly enjoy. So. Um, yeah, so shut. Let's shut up and dance. Let's shut up. Um, so part of that, um, actually, Sydney on the podcast, she and I had a conversation last week, um, and it really opened my eyes about, um, you know, I've, I've when I'm working on myself, and I am. Oh, and by the way, that we're also um, celebrating squirrel moments, so the topics could jump around a lot. We may not. We're you know, both we'll, we'll just figure out what's going on and stay if you like. Don't if you don't. You know, whatever. So I we were having a conversation and. Uh, you know, trauma has been a big topic in recovery or uncovery since I've been working about this. Like, yes. what is it that has me on the sidelines afraid to, to get in yes. there? Um, what feels unsafe? And I, I was in my improv class, class telling the story about this moment um, in my life that I had always just it's always been there, but I've never really looked at it as anything but a, a moment that didn't feel good. Right. Yeah. And so I was um, so the so the story is I was with my um, church youth group. We're going to say eighth or ninth grade. So somewhere in between middle school and high school. And we were at this, uh, it was a true love waits thing where you put a promise ring mm-hmm. on your finger and you promise not to have sex before you're married. I um, I'm going to put that out there. I did not complete that. Um, also, I mean, marriage is also, was also illegal at the time for me. So yeah, that's uh, anyways, that's a whole nother story. So um, so I'm at this event. It's actually not about the, the why we were there. It's about what happened while we were there. So we're at this event and, you know, we, you know, you do group stuff and then we're hanging out afterwards watching a movie and the movie was Big Daddy. Oh, a Sam really Hill. yeah, it's a really funny movie. I enjoy that movie. Um, and so we're all in this big group, and like someone's downstairs, theater space, whatever, watching this movie. And the op- and one of the opening scenes of the movie, Adam Sandler's with his best friend, mm-hmm. and his best friend's partner is there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. same sex, and they give each other a kiss, and then the partner goes off to work or whatever, leaves the scene, and everyone around me started was very uncomfortable and started like ooing and booing, and that's gross and that's disgusting, and while I don't. I don't know if I could call. I don't know if I had the words yet to say that I was gay or to say this is I'm attracted to men. Mm-hmm. But I definitely knew it was a part. At that point, I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I definitely knew it was a part of my makeup. Right. And I was still discovering right. it. So I didn't really have the words to stand up for myself or know how to. Those skills were completely a different skill set that I didn't have, um, or that I even needed to. And so what I learned from that experience was that a I'm separate from these people, mm-hmm. so disconnection, unconnection, mm-hmm. and that a part of my core that I was born with is wrong, and I should be yeah. sh- ashamed yeah. that that's a part of me, yeah. defective. Yeah. So I learned to be sh- ashamed for who I am, and I learned, well, and by learning, I accepted these things. I never questioned. I didn't know to question it. So I accepted that I was separate from these people, and that I should be. There's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I should be ashamed of me. And 
So what I learned about trauma is that it's not a single thing. It can be a single thing. It can be um, assault or it can be it can be physical. It can be mental. It can be a relationship that spans 20 years that's abusive. Um, Like there's things that for for, uh, trauma. But like for me, it was just some for mine. It's been these little threads that have just woven into the tapestry of my life. And this thread was a bigger influence on my life than I ever thought. You know, Travis and I were walking down the street in Pacific Beach the other day, which is a very big vacation town. So there's, you know, people from all over the country, all over the world. Um, and someone looked at us in an unapproved, disapproving way for being arm in arm walking down the street. I'm, I moved to this country of California <laughs> to be able to begin to expose myself. We're very progressive here. We are. Yeah. I, I am in love with California and wherever I go, there will be things that challenge me, such Absolutely. as the situation. So it's not that I want to, I don't want to like, if anything, those two, those people that were at that table that looked at us weird helped us be like, you know what? We are uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to be same sex in my own experience and walk down the street. And I feel like the spotlight is literally on me um, because of this belief that I'm not supposed to be gay. It's wrong. And like it's in society is, you know, that messaging is all over the place. Oh, yeah. So but it was a very good reminder to, you know, one of the themes of shut up and dance is to know that, like, I am living my best life right now. And I made a choice to come to California. I made a choice to leave behind this dialogue that I'd grown up with that it was not okay to be me. It was not safe to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so that was a reminder that I, we, Travis and I, I'm going to speak for you, but correct me if I'm wrong, that we are in the right place at the right time Absolutely. doing the right. And it takes time to uh, let go of these things that I once believed true about me and to get new beliefs. Um, And so that was the biggest thing that one of the things that, that Sydney helped me see was that like, it's, it's, first of all, it's okay. And, you know, to keep on going, I was looking for this big thing that happened. Did I suppress it from my memory? Like what, what causes me to be afraid of life? And it's not, it's not a big thing for me. It's just these little things. And as soon as I was having this conversation, telling Sydney the story, I think I had like 10 other instances of trauma in action that I was recounting that before was just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel good. And I don't know why, but it was a part of defining, helping me define who I was that wasn't in sync with who I actually am. Right. right. And so when I get out there to get and someone challenges me, I mean, you know, there's several instances where I've spoken my truth mm-hmm. um, and it's I've been bitten in the butt for it. And mm-hmm. not and I and I understand there are nuances. There are like things about when we socialize with other people that we have to take into account. Sometimes blurting something out c- can be harmful um, if the space isn't established as safe. Um, and so, like I realize that you know I have a part a part to learn as I interact with people. Um, but I've been constantly shut down for speaking my truth. Um, it was part of the reason. It was part of the reason that I got fired from my last job in Kentucky was because I was not okay with making concessions as to what the quality was or what my job or my work ethic was, but I was being asked to, Mm -hmm. um, and that was Mm -hmm. the culture around me, and I wasn't okay with that, and I've beat myself up over the fact that why couldn't I have just kept my head down? Why couldn't I have just played the game knowing that I believe differently? So I, I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah. It brought me here. It brought me to this this space where I get to have conversations with you and Travis and all the other guests that we've had on the show and and really unpack things. And unpacking things, it took me 30 years to get here, to believe all oh, these things about done, me. But... And I've been looking at this for somewhere in the two to four year, oh, yeah. uh, about four years, I've been looking at myself going, what is it about this life that's so uncomfortable? So I am going to exhale I'm going to get out of my head, which is a daily practice. It's not that I'm not going to be in my head every day. I will. Um, but I'm going to practice getting out of my head. I'm going to practice getting, hitting the pavement 
and and just dancing and figuring out whatever that dancing looks like. You know, I, I appreciate hearing your perspective of this because especially like on the gay side or whatever, because everybody has their own insecurities, right? Or their own like I don't want to call it a crutch because it's it's nothing bad. It's just something that people may feel like, oh, this may hold me back or somebody's made fun of me for this. It's you know, I was having a conversation with a a black girl what was it last week? And I was talking to her. And the reason I'm saying black and not African-American is because she told me that it was proper to call her black because she's not from Africa. But anyway, so we had that whole discussion, too. And we it was kind of a sensitive topic. And she was talking about how there's still certain suppression along races or sexual orientations or, you know, how, however progressive we can be in America today, there's still certain sig- stigmas about certain things. And Yes. Like I see it, even though, yes, we're way better than where we were, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, Even just living in America and having a home and having a car and having a job, like all of us, you know, you, me, Travis, Sydney, you know, all of our group of friends, Kelly, everybody are more fortunate than how many other people. But I guess, I don't know. My the, The whole point is that a lot of those things on the outside can make us look like everything is together and everything is fine and blah, 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 blah. And there's nothing wrong. And we're not part of this certain minority or this or that. Or maybe we are, but we're holding it all together. And people don't realize that there's still, I don't know, these kind of issues that can go mm-hmm. on or, or, and it's sometimes yeah. just a mental thing. It's yeah. like, like I grew up really poor and super skinny and, and I've, I've had this thing in my head because of my mom that's telling me you're too fat, you're too fat. And it's like, I'll go through obsessive things like that where I'm like, I'm not good enough because I'm too fat. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah, where is that coming? That's Isn't still it with funny. Me. So the United States, the only experience I have is the USA. And so, like, in, in the USA, you know, there's so much focus on how to physically be safe with our foods, with our bodies, with our interactions with others, with the clothes that we wear. Like, and safety in a physical sense is how to be accepted by – how to be approved by someone else. Mm-hmm. And the conver- – and I'm so, like, like I okay, so here's another thing. We're going to scroll off for a little bit, which is attached to shut up and dance. So, like, I'm, pra- the sh- I'm, shut up, I'm practicing shutting up in this moment by saying, like, I forgot my hat on the way here. I haven't, like – so, as you all know from our logo like, – like I used to have long hair on top and I cut it off so I could regrow the whole thing. Well, I'm, I'm in officially the awkward phase <laughs> and there's this like, you know, it is it, from people that I love and from people that I don't know. It's, oh, you need a haircut. Oh, I like. And there's this thing with like and like the older I get, the more the hair creeps down my back. <laughs> like I haven't like I haven't shaved my back yeah, in a while yeah. on my shoulders. Like and I feel embarrassed that my body hair isn't what the physical reality of acceptance looks like in this country. My hair does. I haven't had a haircut in many, many, many months. And and because of that, I have I believe that I am disheveled or, so, you know, I was watching an interview between RuPaul and Oprah and RuPaul was like, by the way, and he's very good at playing the game. So the response is I'm choosing to play the game um, while being very authentic. But what what I don't want to play the game for, he said, he said, people, people, the room changes, people change around you when you put on a suit. And for women, whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. it may be a suit, a power suit or whatever that is. But like for men, it's like when you wear a suit or when like I'm in shorts and a tank top today, if I went into a boardroom or if I went in anywhere, if I'm like show up somewhere, people are going to pay attention to me based on that I'm wearing oh, a suit, absolutely. that my face is shaved, absolutely. that my hair is styled, that my the way I, the way wearing, I speak kind of is of a certain quality. And I, all these things in my head before I leave my house, like that is, an, for me, that is unsafe for me not to show up um, in any capacity and not be accepted for who I am. Now, am I going to show up to an interview not having showered and wearing pajamas? Probably not, because at some point, I'm, I mean, there, there are ways that we play the game that 
are survival based, I guess. And that's, well, an, I'm not even really interested in talking about what that is. I was thinking about but, that too. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to get into the what, you know, what, but like, I just, so I'm like, I was thinking about my back hair and I was thinking about my, my, my uncut hair on my head. And like, if I don't cut my face, like my fingernails, I got a manicure the, the, a couple months ago. And like, there's still like little things that like, I feel like I'm not enough because I've not kept or put together or, or I'm not keeping up with the Joneses. And so like, I just want, and it, it helps that I live in OB as well. Because people really don't care about appearance there. There, There's not a whole lot of care. So it's been nice to like walk around and, um, and just like, and be in a space where I can practice walking around, looking however I look and be enough and be accepted and be, have people be curious about getting yeah, to know me. Yeah. Um, so hold on, I'm going to pause you real quick because we can't see those comments. So I'm going to, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. mouse is on the yeah, wrong thing. I'll be yeah. right back you guys. And you absolutely, can keep talking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, don't like – oh, okay. There's more comments. All I can see is the one on Travis so far. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, um, so one of the things – so one of the – oh, there we go. Hey, Cheryl, and hey, John Miller, and hey – there's someone else that came in that I wanted to say hi to. Oh, Vicky. Um, so let's see. No more keeping up with the Joneses. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I agree with those words, but I'm going to disagree that it actually, for me, it very much matters in a subconscious body chemical reaction level. Um, like I, the, and the goal is to make it not matter anymore. And that starts with keeping it in my head, just keeping the dialogue going in my head, keeping, it doesn't matter what the Joneses say. It doesn't matter what the Joneses say. Um, but my, my chemical reactions, when I feel like a failure, when I feel like I'm not enough, those chemical reactions, which are based on subconscious or unconscious or deep down, whatever beliefs, like that runs the show for me. And so it's, you know, sometimes I feel so depressed or so sad about my life and, even with knowing all these things that I've shared and how blessed or how uh, grateful I am that all these, the things and the stuff and the people are in my life. I mean, there's still the body response that I'm not enough and that what's the point. And like, it's, it's real. So the goal is Cheryl, thank you for sharing that is to get to the point where I can be like, I would love to have dinner with the Joneses, but I'm not about to show up in a certain way to impress them. Um, and so for me, that's always kind of been, an issue of balance too, because there's a part of me, a bigger part of me, mm-hmm. that's very rebellious. That's like, screw what you think. You know, I'm not doing this for you. If you don't like me, move on. But sometimes that attitude gets me very lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, where is the balance between? I'm not necessarily showing up in a decent jacket and some nice jeans and some boots to work because I need that acceptance, but also because that's what's you know, somewhat, it's not really required at my job, as Mm -hmm. you know, but like, you know, it's somewhat respectable to be in that way. And then what part of me is still allowed to have kind of my own personality and my own, you know, twist on things or whatever? Like, at what point does it become conformity, I guess? And for me, it's like when I do too much that's conforming to somebody else's rules or regulations, whether it's the government or whatever, (laughs) that's when I start to lose a little piece of me and I start to get resentful. But when it's like, I don't know. I think there's a fine line, and I think it kind of depends on the situation. Like, should you show up to, like, a five-star Michelin chef dinner in what you're wearing or even what I'm wearing? Probably not, but, like, does it really matter? I mean, I don't know, you know? It's like, and you you kind of mm. hear that old, or for me, I kind of hear that old, like, baseball phrase that's like, what does it say? Um, suit up show, or, no, no, no. So when it feel good, play good or something, feel good, look good, play good sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, show up with the, you know, your hair trimmed and your face shaved and your hat on right. And you're, you know, everything's all Mm -hmm. good together. You're going to get out on the field and you're going to play good. 
I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's super important too. But yeah. do you have to be like that every day? No. Well, and here's the thing with that. Um, you know, the, if I really want to eat this certain food and I have to dress up a certain way to do that, I'm probably going to do it because food's delicious. Um, what I want, well. what I want to get to a point of is to look at my body in the mirror and look at my body through pictures and that maybe how everybody else sees me. I want to look at my body and I want to have full autonomy as to whether or not I keep the hair on my back. Whether or not my hairstyle is something that is on trend for 2019. Yeah, who cares? Whether or not, like, <laughs> I want to go, like, and I see people. We all see people out there, and we see what they're wearing. We see how they hold themselves. We see the conversations they have. We see who they interact with. And there's things about that we find attractive and things about that we find unattractive. So, and not even on an acceptance level. There are people that are doing something that everyone else could be shaming. And I'm like, I don't have an example, but I know that I've been in this moment. And and I'm like, oh, get it, get it, get yeah. it, That's get how it. I feel you too. know, Travis does that all the time with uh, people's styles and like, or, like we'll see somebody sitting somewhere and he's just like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. You know, like, and so that there I mean, could be considered loud or flashy or other who things like that. Cares? But someone who's fully expressing, <laughs> I want to get to a point where I can fully express myself and be loud or be subdued. And the only thing, only reason I'm, the only questions I'm asking is, is this what I want? Right. You know? Right. And knowing what what to expect going into it. Because unfortunately, regardless of like how open minded you want to be and how open minded, you know, OB or PB might be, obviously you are inviting some sort of attention and and be prepared for that. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's like with me too, you know, I just being a woman in general, it's like, okay, do I feel comfortable wearing a crop top and some short shorts? On some days, sure. If I wear those things, does that mean it's okay for people to disrespect me? No. But do I have to recognize that if I wear those things, I am going to invite some of that annoying attention? Absolutely. And once I realize that, like, hey, I'm going to go out in the world dressed like this, Mm -hmm. and some people are going to either really like it or really hate it, and I'm going to hear about it because that's just what people do. So can I handle that, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of attention? And for me, that's kind of where it is. It's like, am I mentally prepared to deal with this? It sucks, but it's just kind of how the world is. So that brings up a really good point in that um, I, you know, when we talk about how we make the world a better place, when we talk about how we create a better life for ourselves, how do we live our best life? It, it it is based on reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a lot of topics on like gun control and other big hot topic safety things, person to person or things and stuff or, you know, the, the jail systems or you know, however we interact with each other. That's about controlling something before it happens. That's never going to happen. I, I am no. pretty sure in my gut that it's never going to happen, <laughs> that I can control whether someone walks into a school with a gun or that I can control whether someone steals something from me or whether I can control where – just keep going from extreme down to not extreme or any which way. Um, but what I can control is my reaction Absolutely. and what I want to be able to do. And so you brought up a really good point. It's like when Travis and I are walking down the street and we're holding hands and someone has an opinion other than approval, which an approval is in a judgment as well. Like I want to have the same reaction I have with approval with disapproval mm-hmm. and maybe not, and maybe not in the same reaction, but I want to have a reaction that Determined. I have that I get to choose, which is um, I don't care what your opinion is about me. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't – I want to be – like my body, my, the, the, the belief is so deep down. Like when I – like I didn't even see the person do what they did. Travis saw it. My body reacted based on his comment that he saw it and he was mm. – you know, he said something to them. Um, and I don't want – and I don't want to feel like I'm on parade when I hold hands with the person that right. I love walking down the street. Right. That's a, that's a physical response. I, I have learned to accept that it's not right to do that. So that's my body going, oh, danger, because people are going to point fingers. So what I want to do um, is 
fight the fight or flight response or or I don't, I don't know. I want to do something with this. I want to, I want to neutralize it so that I get to choose how I feel in the moment um, and not rely it on these deep, but it's going to take getting, it's going to take getting out there and practicing it, walking down the street, having people not like the way my hair is or like the way my hair and being okay with either response. Right. Because that's okay. Because I get to choose. And who the hell are they to decide what they think is good or not? And I mean, I'm not taking that anything away from the way that you've felt, especially in that, this recent incident, because like I said, there's a million things that will trigger those mm-hmm. kind of emotions in me as well, just because I had a really screwed up childhood and who knows whatever the reasons are. But just going into that, it's like certain insecurities that I have and I catch myself very often mm-hmm. caring about what people think that I may never see again, that don't have any impact, that really if I was face to face with this person and had a conversation, I could care less what they thought mm-hmm. about me. But my instant reaction, my first reaction a lot of times when I get some sort of negative response from someone is like, oh my God, what do I, you know, how do I change this? I, this is uncomfortable. What do I do? It, like almost in a like, trying to please them way and i'm like mm-hmm. wait a minute hold up like why am i trying to bend over backwards to please this person who doesn't even have any impact on what my life is going to look like in 10 minutes from now yeah yeah you know and that's that's where i try to change like i'm so far behind that's like one of my biggest character defects is carrying trying to please too many people and trying and like really bending over backwards to please all these different people while putting my own needs at bay because i'm caring more about what you think than what's best for mm-hmm. me yeah. So okay. I'm going to answer that question um, through, I don't know if this is actually going to do it, but I want to share this, a part of this text that, that someone sent me. Um, so the question you said was, who are they to judge me? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to look in the mirror for that answer because I, now that I am much more aware of my, the way I judge myself, I realize that I judge everyone else that oh, way too. Yeah. So when someone's looking at me and they're uncomfortable with two men holding hands, walking down the street, it's because they come from a place where the message has been okay. jammed into their heads. It's not okay for two men to walk down the street. I must say something. I have a responsibility to, to tell them they're wrong so that I can fit into the group that I come from. Right. So it's right. All, again, it comes back to safety. People hurt and hurt people hurt people. Cheryl, Cheryl said it earlier in one of her things. Oh, hey, Amy. Oh, and Shilpa. I see you, Shilpa. Um, as Cheryl said it earlier, she's like, how we do anything is how we do everything. So if I'm judging outwardly the people around me, I'm judging myself probably more harsh mm-hmm. inside. So... For me to the people that people that I see around who are tend to have a louder appearance and appear like they don't give a freak <laughs> about what people think are the people that I want to be more like. And in in a and in while creating a safe environment, I want to be able to walk down the street and I want to be able to carry myself in a way that says it's okay to look like this and be like this and be different and not be in a crowd. And that makes me that makes me more connected to you. Um, that's actually uh, so. The the thing that I got was. Um, Thank you for being you and sharing the way you do and digging the way you do. I feel so refreshed listening to you share. So as we share, that was a message that someone uh, sent me um, and, and from a conversation that we had had about uh, some, something really deep. Um, and I had – and it reminded me that you know connection is based on vulnerability, the level of vulnerability that we share with each other. And I want to be vulnerable. I want to get out there and I want to take risks and I want to show people it's okay to do all those things. So it's not going to be by finger pointing. You should do this or you shouldn't do this. Be more of this, be less of this. It's going to be through physically getting out there and being like, this is what this looks like. If you're interested, if not, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, I think when I I was thinking about when you were talking about vulnerability and and, uh, being in that 
state of mind. And I think the hardest thing for me and probably a lot of people is obviously when you're being vulnerable, you're opening yourself up for an opportunity to be hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So you're exposing to people things that you're uncomfortable with or things that maybe are insecurities in your life or or whatever, things that aren't exactly the things you want to put on the forefront. That's the whole point. Um, And by doing that, you're opening up the doors by saying, these are the things that hurt me. If you want to get to me, this is what you need to do to me. And And for me, it's like when I've done that in my past, whether it was as a child or in early relationships, when those doors were opened, people walked right in and did exactly what they, you know, what I could imagine someone doing to hurt me. And so I came to this point now where, I mean, not this late, but a couple years ago where it's like, nope, nobody is crossing this line. This is how, like, right here. (laughs) We're friends up to here. You cannot get any closer. I will not share any of my deepest, darkest secrets. I'll share all the surface stuff and joke about it and, you know, make light of it. But but the real deep stuff, you know, nobody Mm -hmm. knows, right? And and I still catch myself doing a lot of that, even with some of my closest friends. I mean, you and Travis probably know the most about me, you, Travis and Kelly. And I, it's like some of those things that you guys know that, like, literally nobody else knows. And it's just like, Ugh, like <laughs> you know it's like if that if that's hard and and it's not necessary i guess for everybody to know everything but um yeah. being to the point where it's like you know what i don't care <laughs> i'm yeah. not doing anything to try to hurt anybody i'm you know trying to live my best life like what the hell is with this whole shame thing right yeah yeah well and, and so and thank you for sharing that because one of, it's it's like i was really worried when travis you you introduced veganism into travis and in, in my yeah, travis and yeah. life and we we watched documentaries we fell into it we became vegan we you know we we had opinions about it whatever and then we decided that we still wanted to eat meat and mm-hmm. still wanted to eat dairy and still wanted to do those things but with a more conscious effort as to how we were doing it. So I was really afraid that that would be a barrier between us because you are, that is a huge part of your life calling <laughs> is to um, share your feelings about being vegan and what that means for the world and for yourself. Um, and you just reminded me that, you know, our connections, not about whether or not we agree fundamentally on how we live our lives, but it's how visibly we share ourselves with each other because, you know, you, and Travis and I and, and other people, I can't speak for other people. So like between the three of us, like, you know, we have all opened up to a point of what we're vulnerable about, what Mm -hmm. hurts us. Um, and, and it in fact has brought us closer together because I see where you come from when you say things that I may or may not agree with and maybe vice versa. Like I see where you come from and I respect the hell out of it because that's part, like that's what makes you, you is the things that shaped you into who you are now. Um, and how you feel about it and what you're doing to, live your best life out, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i like i really respect that appreciate that but because you've shared those things so in this case lowering your walls has yeah. actually regardless of the and this is actually a really good example of um you know not agreeing fundamentally on all things life but being really close to the point because we share who we are and then we can be okay to sit down and have an educated conversation without attacking each other and you know because that's one thing too it's like i'll get in conversations with people and i really don't i don't feel comfortable having debates but if somebody else wants to bring it up to me i'm like all right bring it here's the facts here's what i know mm-hmm. let's talk yeah, yeah and i mean it's uncomfortable for me but i'm willing to do it especially if it's something that i really believe in but like with you guys like i know with you and travis we've spent some time at, at my house at your house in mexico like all over the place that it's um we've had some of those conversations that are like ah you know or in the car when we went to orange county together we had some really cool conversations that were like you know what like 
there were some areas that you talked about that I had no idea you supported that I don't want to get too much into it on here, but just politically related. I'm like, huh, I wouldn't have expected that just based on what I know. And it was like stuff that I agreed on too. And it was like, okay, you know, we can sit here and have this educated conversation and whether we agree or disagree, we can have the mutual respect to each other. That's like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. And although my beliefs are not the same as yours, I see why you came to that conclusion. And it makes sense rather than being like, no, you're an asshole. You're wrong. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you suck because yeah. we don't have the same opinion. Yeah. I mean, and that that respect from me to you comes because I see you yeah. more fully. Yeah, I see where you're coming. Right, like I see what's shaped you, and I appreciate that. So thank you for sharing. Um, and you know, like today's message, uh, messages. Yeah, you know, we've been all over the place here. As uh, I'm embracing the squirrel. I know. I, know. <laughs> I like you know it. What? I'm a squirrel too. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I, I, I'm turning off – I'm continuing to practice turning off my brain. And part of that too is like when I'm on the sidelines, um, I have – or when I – okay, so Sydney and I – or my friend Sydney and I, we had a really good conversation last week that uh, – or this week. I don't know what day it is. Uh, within the past week that um, really ramped me up. It energized me to make changes and to, um, uh, to get moving and I rode that momentum for several days, but but it, like the energy stayed with me, but I derailed myself because I didn't take immediate action. And I, st- I, like, I expected this energy to just produce results, and I didn't take action. I didn't do the one thing that I was supposed that I told her I was going to do. Yeah, um, I've done that. I did it. I started doing it in my head, but I didn't stop and turn the brain off and go, okay, this is what I need. Okay, why? Hmm? Why? Why? Why didn't you do it? Because I'm afraid. Exactly. Yeah, so I had I'm the afraid. same thing happen with me this week, actually. Same thing was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I need to do this and this and this is going to be good I'm, for my future. And I didn't. And I know what I'm afraid of in yeah. part is myself. Right. My own success. Exactly. What if I get it right? Exactly. My whole shtick, my whole life, my whole shtick, my whole <laughs> life has been, I'm not good exactly. enough. I can't do this. I'm going to be over here watching you do it. And I'm going to be as invisible just, as possible. Exactly. I'm just going to stay Who is Pete? Who is Pete without that shtick? I, the answer is TBD. And I'm excited to discuss. A whole different Pete. A whole different Pete. Pete. Yeah. I mean, the Pete's always been in there, but like, who am I with that? It's, I'm supposed to be successful and have results and like be vulnerable and connecting and like successful, whatever that word means. I got to figure out that word. You know, I'm like, I, I just, love it though because. When I look at you and if I try to remove myself from my own body and see myself, I'm like, okay. Because I think we're kind of similar in some areas. Both smart. Both have had a lot of life experiences. We both had a lot of downfalls. We both, you know, had had really a lot more life experiences than the average person that grows up with a normal picket fence and a family, right? Who is that person? I don't even know. I don't think they exist. I don't think they exist. Half of Instagram, but I guess it's all fake anyway. But no, anyway. I, uh... I don't know. I guess my point is there's a lot of potential. You know, we're we're fortunate to have two legs and two arms and a voice and and vision and be able to read and write fluently and and have homes. I mean, all these things that a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. have. And it's like, what is the excuse? I look at myself like, not that I'm in a bad position. I'm very comfortable with where I'm at, but... I know there's more. What's the excuse? Like, I see people, like, I feel like I was more, I accomplished more when I was, like, homeless and, you know, fighting for my life. But it's because that's what it was. You didn't have a choice. We have have choices now. And there was no, nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. If I screwed it all up, so I'm back to homeless where I'm already at, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a really good point. When I am most productive is when my choices become very limited. Yes. It's like you don't pay your car payment, your car gets taken away. You don't pay your house, your house gets taken away. Well, mm-hmm. in some cases. <laughs> uh, Something you, will you, some, like, Yeah, when I'm backed against the corner is when I'm my most productive self. So I being I'm not going to unpack that right now because I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. But it's, it's a thing. So, uh, oh, April McAllister, kite, hey. April kite, sorry. I love her. I knew her as McAllister back oh, in the day. Well, it says McAllister. Kate, it does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She could be. Both. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I've, no, I was kind of winding Dave. down. I was just saying, Dave said it was earlier when we were talking. If I met someone who thought the same as me, behaved the same as me, and had the same opinions as me, I would run a mile. Yeah, and that's what you know. One thing, obviously, I love about humans is we're very versatile and we're very different people. And it would be boring as hell. We'd all be robots mm-hmm. if we were all thinking the same and doing the same thing. So, of course, it's entertaining and it's awesome but um yeah i agree like i don't know and how do you i don't know where i'm at right now is like what how do i even approach the next challenge i don't even know what it is that i want to do i felt like i've limited myself for so long now that's like all right now what (laughs) you want to do more what do you want to do if i don't even have the goal how am i supposed to accomplish it so that's my first step is writing down well let's get let's get to getting action whatever it is action so i'm gonna shut up well, I'm actually, gonna turn you're gonna my have to brain talk off. Because I'm gonna have to do the other. Part oh, of this. that's fine. Yeah, let me know. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking, and then you let me know. I'm gonna turn off my brain. Well, I'm gonna continue to practice to turn off my brain, <laughs> and I'm gonna shut up and dance. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna get off the sidelines. I'm gonna go f- do things that, and I'm gonna go find things that bring me joy. Find things that I don't have to always pay money for, because there's an energy exchange out there that doesn't have to be money, um, and. And I just, uh, I'm so excited to keep discovering me. I'm excited for the people in my circle, which is also, I see in others what I want to see in myself. I'm excited for the people in my circle to keep discovering themselves. Um, I mean, Sydney and Barry, who you've seen on the show before, are about to embark on, they're already on the ride of their lives and they're about to even take it to the next step. Travis and is uh, across the country um, living his best life. Um, our friend Melissa, who's coming to town next week, I'm so excited, is living her best life. Like, I'm just surrounding myself with people who, are very in tune. Uh, oh, and Cassie and Kelly, you two are both very important people in that conversation as well, who are very in tune with themselves and don't always make the right choice for themselves, but they keep making choices and they keep getting out there and they keep trying to figure out who they are. And that's inspiration for me. That's why I keep getting out of bed is because I know if, <laughs> if the people I get to surround myself with every day can do it, so can I. So I wish that for all of you. And to yours i don't know if that is that is that is that it oh yeah from our heart to yours uh get out there and tap into life and uh tap out we are so grateful you joined us for another episode of tap into go to facebook.com forward slash travis and pete and like our page oh it did work while you're there and say hi you can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap, tap into, into life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography, and history taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. 
Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.